So can you guys feel the shaking? Ooh. Can, <laughs> can you see the systems of the world crumbling down, right? You can feel the winds of the storms blowing. You can definitely hear the agitated minds speaking. <laughs> so I keep hearing the question from everyone, how can God be in the middle of this? If we truly know that he's a good father that only does good things. So I'm so glad you asked that wonderful question. <laughs> So I'm here this morning to hopefully give you perspective and somewhat of an answer. <laughs> First thing that I want to say, though, is don't miss the invitation in the mist. <laughs> God is still looking for a people in this. A people who have eyes to see and who have ears to hear what's actually going on. <laughs> we have to see in the shaking. And we have to hear, whoa, in the shaking. In the New Testament, all of the scriptures that we're familiar with, the word shaking. Matthew twenty four twenty nine. Immediately, after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will far fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Whoa! Luke 21, 26. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Hebrews twelve twenty six. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. Sounds like today, right? <laughs> I'm not here talking about end times, so don't worry. <laughs> Whoa, I'm talking about the shaking. The word shaking there in Greek is saluo. I'm going to take a moment. The Lord has given me a word, has given me a prophetic word to release over this house. But first, I want to put on a little teacher hat so that we can actually understand the word that he's releasing. So the Greek word saluo, to understand how the kingdom operates, we have to understand like what this word means. Because you, you hear those scriptures like Matthew 24 and Luke 21, and you're like, that doesn't sound very pleasant. It doesn't sound very kingdom. It sounds scary. It's talking about terror. It's talking about shaking the heavens and the earth, right? But he's God. So what does it mean? Saluo means emotion produced by winds, storms, waves, etc., all the scary things, to agitate or shake, to cause to totter, to shake down, overthrow, to cast down from one's 
secure and happy state to move, agitate the mind, and to disturb one. Sounds correct, right? Seems like an accurate description of those verses. So you're like, I thought there was good in this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Whoa, I'm trying to hold it together. I feel my insides like, Whoa. <laughs> I do want to bring some understanding to the confusion that can creep in in the middle of this. The Lord is in the middle of the chaos in this country and in this world. But I also want us to make sure that we don't attribute everything that's going on right now to the Lord. <laughs> the devil is a pro at imitation and counterfeit. He can do and say what the Lord is doing and saying, but his source will never be love. It looks the same, but the source is fear and anxiety. So it can get confusing. But we have to discern the difference. <laughs> Always look for the fruit. Always look for the fruit. There's some pretty well-known voices out there that I'm kind of surprised their fruit is not love, joy, and peace right now. And it's okay. Some people have some confusing seasons and we have grace. But it doesn't mean we have to take it on. It doesn't mean we have to believe it when they share something they shouldn't have shared or misinterpreted what they heard or saw in the Spirit. So I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not judging anybody. But we have to discern what to let in and what to keep out. <laughs> it's, I mean, this is just my opinion. But if you read something or hear something or you begin to feel like you need to start preparing for doomsday or go hide in your closet... It's not from the Lord. Because <laughs> we are more than conquerors. <laughs> if it does not line up with that, if it does not give you life, then put it to the side. Okay? <laughs> Let's clear up that confusion. You know, it's kind of like the, did the chicken come first or did the egg come first? Did the Lord start shaking and the devil jump on and counterfeit what he was doing and cause chaos? Or did the devil come in and start shaking things up and bringing division and the Lord jumped in to bring good? Because that's who he is. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I don't think that it's a valid fight for the church to say, the Lord is doing this, or this is completely the enemy because they're both at work. But who are we going to see? And who are we going to hear? Whew. There's only two teams in this earth. Two. What are they? Love and fear. 
there is a spirit of division that's working really, 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 really hard to make like 5,000 teams for us to take sides in everything, to make us feel like we need to scream our opinions from the top of our lungs on issues that have nothing to do with fear and love. Two teams. Which one are you producing? You may think you may be defending the Lord, but if it's producing fear and division, Are you producing love? Are you producing peace in the midst? Through this entire pandemic and everything, the one thing that John and I have stood by with everyone is follow your peace. Every, every journey is different. Every person has different circumstances. Follow your peace through this. Follow your burning heart through this. So I purposely left a piece of the definition out. It's the other side of the coin. Don't you know that the Lord does so many layers at once? So many things are happening at once. One word can mean five different things. Even the Hebrew language, it's, what's the word? Ham, um, where everything sounds the same, but it's different. <laughs> Homonyms, thank you. <laughs> I was like, homophone, that's not the word. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. There's so many layers. So Jesus chose this specific word, saluo, because this word is a two-sided coin. <laughs> so let's take a look at where else this word is used in the New Testament. In Luke 6, 38, give, and it will be given to you. Whoa! A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Whoa! It will be poured into your lap, for the measure you use will be the measure, whoa, will be measured to you. And of course, I have to read this in the Passion Translation. Give generously, and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Whoa! Let me read that again. Give generously, and generous gifts will be given back to you. Shaken down to make room for more. Abundant gifts will pour out upon you with such overflowing measure that it will run over the tap. So the part of the definition that I left out is to shake thoroughly of a measure filled by shaking its contents together. Did you hear that? Did your spirit hear that? to shake thoroughly, to shake the contents together. (laughs) At the same time that the Lord is shaking all the things that can be shaken and things are getting torn down and things are getting agitated, he is shaking us together 
to make room for more. (laughs) The Lord never shakes things apart, never tears things down to just tear it down. That's not who he is. If he tears down, it's to build something up. If there's a tearing down, there is always a building up. If there's a flushing out, there's always a filling in. That's the way that the kingdom works. (laughs) He is always giving the invitation for a filling when he is shaking things apart. You can kind of see this when Jesus was talking in Matthew 12 about how demons operate. Let me take a drink of tea. I yelled a whole lot in worship. (sighs) In Matthew 12, I'm going to start on verse 43. It says, When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. Did you guys catch that? The demon got kicked out. We cleaned up. We swept it up. We put things back in order. But you know what happened? It came back. How many people has that happened to? You go to inner healing. You go to a healing conference or you, any kind of conference. You have this massive encounter. You have this massive deliverance, massive healing. Like you get touched and changed. And then you're like, what happened? What happened to my healing? What happened to my freedom? Like, I feel like I'm worse off now. When we were in youth ministry, that happened a lot with teenagers. They would get set free from addiction. They'd get set free from all these things, and they'd be great for like a month. And then they'd say, oh, well, this must not be real because I can't keep it. They say this is even harder than it was before. Why would I keep doing this? Because every time I think I get free, it gets harder. I get more messed up. So it must be me or God must not be real. And they walk away. Why? Because they did not pick up the invitation to get filled. They looked at one side of the coin. They looked at the shaking apart. They looked at everything that got shaken off of them, and they were left raw. That's not the Lord's heart. You should never feel raw when the Lord is done. You should feel overflowing. So don't stop until you feel overflowing. (laughs) You're still in the journey if you feel the great weight come off your shoulders. When all of a sudden you can take a big, deep breath... You're still in the journey. You're not done. Don't walk away. Flip the coin over and say, okay, Lord, shake it down, clean it up, as in Matthew 12, and then fill me with the more. Fill me with the overflowing. 
<laughs> God knows that the enemy's going to try to come back. It's principles in the kingdom. So that's why he used this word in the scripture. When these people were hearing this scripture for the first time, when they were listening to Jesus talk, they knew that this word meant shaking down everything that wasn't the kingdom in a shaking, a settling in to make room for more, for a filling. For too long, we haven't been looking for the filling. We haven't shaken to settle in. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. What time is it? Am I doing it okay? <laughs> I'm blaming him. <laughs> Ooh, so let's look at the shaking filling principle. Thank you. Okay, let's turn to Acts 4. Whoa. And I'm going to read you a story. And I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation because I feel like it sounds more like a story in this version. Let's start in verse 23. As soon as they were released from custody, Peter and John went to the other believers and explained all that had happened with the high priest and the elders. This is when they healed a man, and then they, the high priest and the elders got really mad at them, and they got in trouble, but then they got released. So this is right after. When the believers heard their report, they raised their voices in unity and prayed, Lord Yahweh, you are the Lord of all. You created the universe, the earth, the sky, the sea, and everything that is in them. Whoa. And you spoke by the Holy Spirit through your servant David, our forefather, saying, How dare the nations plan a rebellion, ranting and raging against the Lord Most High. Their foolish plots are futile. Look at how the kings of the earth take their stand with the rulers scheming and conspiring together against God and his anointed Messiah. In fact, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with Jews and non-Jews, met together to take their stand against your holy servant, Jesus, the Messiah. They did to him all that you purposed and will had determined, according to the destiny you had marked out for him. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. At that moment, the earth shook beneath them causing the building they were in to tremble. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. <laughs> At that moment, what? The earth shook. 
the house trembled and they were filled. Whoa. <laughs> Why? What's the very next sentence? All the believers were one in mind and heart. One in mind and heart. Why were they shaken? They were shaken together. The building physically shook, but the people were shaken together into one mind and one heart. Do you see what the Lord does there? (laughs) There's so much in that passage that I could talk about with injustice and justice and how to pray (laughs) and all of that. I just want to read verse 31 again because I'm loving it. (laughs) At that moment, the earth shook beneath them, causing the building they were in to tremble. Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they proclaimed the word of God with unrestrained boldness. Unrestrained. Unrestrained. All right, let's look at one more. A couple chapters back, Acts 2. Verse 1. On the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Suddenly, they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. (laughs) Then all at once, a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each of them. They were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages they had never learned. What's the pattern? They were praying, just like in Acts 4. There was, this one was a mighty, blowing, violent wind. And they were filled. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> we have to recognize this principle and see the invitation that's in front of us. You know, John was talking about how we started the Wednesday night burn nights, and it's for this reason the principle of praying, shaking, and filling. Our hearts need to burn for the Lord. They need to burn for the Lord. In the times that we're living in, our hearts need to burn for the Lord. There's so many voices out there, there's so many reports out there. How do we find our way? 
we follow the burning. If we follow the burning in our hearts, then we find the Lord. (laughs) Peter said, I don't understand. How many times have we said that? I feel like I say it 50 times a day. I do not understand what is going on. (laughs) But what did Peter say? I do not understand, but your words are life. So where else would I go? The disciples on the road to Emmaus were not our hearts burning within us when he spoke. The Lord's giving us the shakedown. As a church, as the bride of Christ, he is giving us the shakedown. There are things in our lives that we thought were kingdom. We thought we're good. And we're finding out they're crumbling away. There's many things. We think that our minds are pure, that they're being renewed. And he's beginning to stir the waters in our minds. And we're seeing all the sediment on the bottom coming to the top. Where we thought we had all the faith in the world. And all of a sudden, we're trembling, scared, and trying with everything that we have not to pick up fear. He is shaking us down. But it's nothing to be scared of. He's inviting us into the shaking. (laughs) Whoa. I said all of that to say this piece. On Wednesday, I heard the Lord say that he's getting ready to pour out. It's not a future. We've gotten words of prepare. It's coming. This isn't the time. He is getting ready to pour out. The picture he showed me is the bucket is already here. The bucket of wine is already full. Whoa. He's saying, how much will you let me shake you? The more you shake, the more fluff shakes off, and the deeper down you get settled, and the more room he has to pour out. What measure of outpouring do you want? Whoa. He is shaking you down to make room for more. He is shaking you down to make room for more because he is a good father. He shakes you down to make room for more. I want you to close your eyes and let that sink in. He is shaking you down to make room for more. He is looking for a people who will be shaken down to their core because all that will be left is their burning hearts ready for more. How does the bride of Christ shine in this time? 
We let him shake off everything. Everything. And we let him shake himself, his spirit, deep within us. So that we become unshaken. Whoa. The time for pouring out is now. He has prepped our country for an outpouring now. I feel like the time for the church to stand is coming, but it's not what we think it looks like. We stand against principalities. We stand against demonic spirits. We don't stand against people. When we stand, love, peace, and joy are going to flow out of our standing. It's not going to bring more division because he's shaken division out of us. We are shaken together. It's not going to cause more chaos in our country when we stand the way he's calling us to stand. Because when we stand, he's going to pour out What was part of their prayer in Acts 4? So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak the word of God freely and courageously. Right here. Stretch out your hand of power through us to what? To heal to move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son. He's pouring out. Our stand is going to be signs and wonders and healings that people can't deny. It'll be like a moth to a flame because people are tired of being scared. They're tired of feeling anxious. They're tired of feeling confused. So if we can stand with healing and wholeness and peace and love with the signs and wonders of Jesus, <laughs> those people will be shaken in together with us. It'll be a drawing in, not a definitive wall of us and them. But we have to get this principle of prayer, shaking, and filling. Prayer, shaking, and filling. Whew. In this vision, I saw the Lord pouring out so strongly that churches were shaking. People were shaking in the power of the Lord. Whew. I see the atmosphere shaking. <laughs> this is a sovereign move of God. He is shaking to move sovereignly. I'm reminded of Saul when he sent messengers to get David when he was with Samuel and the prophets. The messengers kept showing up 
and kept <laughs> prophesying. They weren't giving Saul's message. They began to come under the power of the Lord and shake and prophesy. He kept sending messenger and messenger and messenger, and it's all the same. They'd show up, they'd start prophesying what the Lord was saying. So finally Saul was like, fine, you guys aren't going to say it, I'll go myself. You know what happened to Saul? <laughs> he lost his clothes. <laughs> he took them off and laid before the Lord and prophesied day and night. This wasn't a repentant man. This was a sovereign move of the Lord. The Lord was so heavy and so raw and so pure in that atmosphere that Saul got sucked in. He got shaken together. <laughs> That's what I'm believing for. That is the outpouring that I'm believing for. John shared a, a vision that he got on Wednesday night of a kid trying to make a whirlpool in a pool. And you know, when you're alone, that's a lot of work. Maybe if you got a floaty and was pushing more water, but that's a lot of work for one person. But what do kids do? They all jump in the pool and start going together. Then what happens? A kid jumps in the pool and they get sucked into the whirlpool. And you, you don't have to work anymore. Then you float and you're spinning in the pool. <laughs> it's time to suck the world into his goodness. It's time to suck the world, to shake them in to his filling, to his love, to his peace. What I see in people is the loudest people right now. They think they know what they want, but what their spirits are actually yelling for is peace. Their minds are so agitated right now. They have no peace in their life, and they're blaming other people for not having peace. But peace is a person. <laughs> peace is a person. They're never going to actually find peace. They may find a Band-Aid for a little bit of like nap time. <laughs> but it's not peace and it's not rest. What they're craving is what we're trying to give them. So yelling back at them is not going to help them. It's allowing yourself to be shaken down. It's about yourself. It's self-control. Not having to worry about what everybody else's opinions are. What they're yelling about. It's self. Is the Lord shaking you down? Is there sediment coming up in your waters? What are you going to do about it? Now with the Lord, it's really easy. You just need to tell him yes. He's a good father. And sometimes his ways seem scary to someone who doesn't understand his heart. They see the kingdoms of the world falling. They see the world systems turning to chaos, turning on each other, not protecting us. And they say, how is this God? And he's saying, that's because I'm shaking you down 
to actually fill you up, to overflow. Are you guys ready for his outpouring? Are you ready for him to pour out his wine that he has right here? It's right here. He is just looking for a people who say, shake me down as much as I can be shaken to fill me up. Say it with me. Shake me down. Shake me down. Whoa. One more time. Shake me down. Woo. <laughs> the more of us who shake down, the bigger measure we present to him. And the bigger measure he can overflow. Wow. So what I've been feeling in this room, and John kind of hit on it, and before I end, I want to address it. A lot of people in this room haven't agreed with fear. They've been tempted, but they haven't agreed with it, let it settle down deep. But what's happened is you've gotten feared on. You've been around a lot of people or decided to read a lot of fearful things, and you've gotten feared on. And it's almost as oppressive of letting it in. I see just dirt on everyone. Where your inside is for the Lord, but you are so heavy with so much dirt of fear that people have thrown on you. And so I just see that violent wind from Acts 2 coming in and blowing it off. Blowing it off. Lord, come with your wind and blow this fear off. Blow this dirt off of your children this morning so they can stand tall and straight. Hey, in alignment. Ha, that's the word, in alignment. You've been hunched over because of the weight of the fear that has been thrown on you. So stand up. Stand tall in the alignment that he has made you in. Whoa. Sure, na, 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 na. Yeah, stand up. Stand up right now. Make your stand. Say, no more fear on me. There is no more fear on me. Whoa, there is no more fear on me. Shake it off. Shake it off, Lord. Shake the fear off. Whoa. <laughs> yes, Lord. So now you have our yes, God. You have our yes. Pour out. Pour out. Pour out in Charlotte. Pour out in our church. Whoa. Whoa. We are ready, Jesus. We are ready with the understanding of your principle that you shake to fill. So we lean in. 
We lean into the invitation of your shaking because we know you simultaneously fill and pour out an overflow. <laughs>